0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK
1: podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 137 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the spare room studio this week is my co-host, Matt Smith.
2: Hello, hello, hello everyone. Yes,
1: you're rather tired this evening. Aren't I am. Matt. Yes, sorry. Yes. So this could, this could be a disaster, really. But uh, we'll we'll solve it. If, if on the, the right then. cameras aren't on at the yeah. right time, <laughs> it's because Max fell Matt's asleep. Nodded off. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll have to poke him or something yeah. with I'm, a. I'm looking at the cameras. I'm
2: a bit as I say, as, as somebody pointed out in the chat room before <laughs> <Lick>. we started. <laughs> it is literally. I am matching the windsock <laughs> on my microphone perfectly. It has to be said. Oh, sorry. I didn't Don't. mean to touch that. Don't touch that. Sorry, <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> it apparently I'm electric. Yes so yeah, you're uh, you're years. matching the wind sock so. I I hope I don't match my wind sock because otherwise Yeah, we, yeah otherwise you're would, very poorly indeed, We would be yes, very so poorly indeed uh,
2: uh, yeah. it, on the subject of poorly we've got a very poorly Liz Yes in, uh, yes Liz Liz, Piper-Blesser, Liz Piper-Blesser. She's in the, the chat room Yeah, yeah. yes and get well soon get, yeah, get well soon
1: so the chat room is filled up very nicely this evening. They're not talking We've about aviation to, uh, at the moment I have no, to be honest. They're, they're talking are, about pizzas and food. or other variants of food. <laughs> um, I think every it's obviously a uh, trouble it's obviously tea time
0: where everybody's yes. <laughs> So
1: it is the 4th of November and um, well it's uh, just coming up to 20 past 7 in the evening mm. uh, on this Friday. So uh, thanks to everyone for yeah. joining us this evening in the chat room. Loads of people, as I said, yeah. um, loads of names. All the usual suspects in the chat room, including Nevtech. <laughs> Nevtech, <laughs> good to see. Good to see the Nev, Nev in of there. Tech. Yes, Indeed. we have. Uh, we've got uh, loads of news stories. Some really good news stories this week, mm-hmm. actually. And uh, we've got uh, some listener feedback yes. uh, from someone who's in the chat room. Uh, we've also got the result of our livery poll this week including pictures to go Mm. with the livery poll a little bit of last minute minute (laughs) picture grabbing Uh, (laughs) but we have got the pictures so we've got the uh, results of that we've got uh, some really good military stories as well this week and uh and and yeah we haven't got a guest though unfortunately no no, no it's just no just we thought we'd have a me and matt show
2: this just week, just for a change just for a change yeah, yes
1: and this will probably be the last time we do that it yeah. will yeah <laughs> and <laughs> greet oh hello hello nelson nelson's just joined us ah, greetings to you good evening Mila. nelson and miley yeah, yeah. and uh, the lovely barbara's in there as well yes yeah, yeah. yeah. captain nick yeah tony s yes. yeah yeah sure. Should Yes, so so many names. Many I don't many know. Names. I'm just I'm scrolling York, up. York Mariana, P. Mariana P. Mariana P. Yeah. Jennifer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just scrolling up here the list. I mean, uh, Paul, course, Tricker. To, Paul Tricker.
2: Tricker. Of course, to, to those who are listening to it on the audio podcast, this means absolutely nothing. No. But, but if you <laughs> but if you are listening to the audio yes. only podcast, yeah.
1: please please don't forget we do do a live show each week. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, streamed live on YouTube. Um, which you can find a link for mm. on our Facebook page and it's also on the Twitter page as well. Or if you'd like through. the
2: direct URL, it is www.youtube.com forward slash plaintalkinguk forward slash live. It very much is. Indeed.
1: So I suppose, well do you know what? Shall we start the show then, as we do each week, Oof. with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready Matt, I am. let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story on the BBC News uh, website, this one. The headline, Air France and KLM to launch a lower-cost airline. Ooh, and I said uh. lower, not low-cost? Right. Lower-cost airline. Okay. So, Air France and KLM, or Air France-KLM, is creating a more competitively long-haul airline to win back customers from Gulf carriers. Air France's new boss, Jean-Marc Jalinac, unveiled the plan, saying the firm is battling on all fronts. The new brand does not have a name yet, but Air France plans for it to offer economy and business travel on a new and reopened routes uh, To compete with lower-cost rivals, its pilots and crew will be employed on different terms from the main company. The status quo is not an option. We must launch a new dynamic to return to a leadership position in our markets, said Mr Jelanac. Uh, The plan is uh, a sign that Air France's new boss is determined to win back market share after years of painful job losses and clashes with trade unions. But the uh, SNPNC cabin crew union expressed concern that the new airline staff will not have the same work benefits and that it would end up being a low cost for its workers. Uh, Air France plans for the new airline to have 10 long-haul aircraft by 2020. Mm -hmm. It will constitute the group's response to the Gulf State Airlines, which are developing at low production costs, the firm has said. That's rather interesting Matt. So a new, Mm -hmm. an all-new low-cost cow, lower-cost long-haul carrier. I can say because KLM didn't strike me as one of the sort of, you know,
2: Sort of fat, not fat. Cac. That's perhaps not the right word, but you know what I mean. It didn't strike me as a, a you know, it's, I thought it was a sort of lower cost. No,
1: okay. A lower <laughs> cost. It'd be interesting <laughs> I to see because, uh, as we found out, Wow Air and um, Wow Wow Air, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing really low low cost flights from the UK mm. to the US. Uh, there's another carrier as well, I can't remember which other, there's another carrier which does, oh, Norwegian, sorry, Norwegian's doing those um, ultra-low-cost fares to the uh, US. Oh, Airshow Air World, sorry, has just said, hi gang, enjoying
2: myself at RAF Mildenhall. Oh, wow, lucky absolutely. you, Airshow yeah. World. We've got, a, we've got a story about that, actually. We we? We? Yeah, we have yeah, one,
1: absolutely. a new story, coming later. A certain sonic boom. <laughs> oh, goodbye to Nelson, Nelson's going back to work. Oh, um, dear. So, um, goodbye to you, Nelson. So back to story. Hopefully they'll announce the name of this um, yeah. this new airline at some point in the, in the very near future. You uh, you, you think Florida's. they'll come up with a new new brand and well, stuff? It'd, it'd be new, yeah, be a new be a new livery. I expect for what sort, of, what sort of craft do you think they'll use? Are we are we talking? long haul? I mean, I I would imagine being Air France and KLM, they'll probably pick an Air, Airbus aircraft such as a three thirty. Um, or possibly the A350, depending on uh, how much money they want to spend. Mm. Mm.
2: Uh, some tough, t- tough decisions, by the way, going on in the chat room at oh, the moment. Really? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Paul Tricker is having a very difficult decision to make, whether it be Adnams IPA or Adnams Broadside. I would go with Broadside personally. That's my <laughs> my f- my personal preference.
1: If I want to, if I want a good <laughs> night, I think I'd go with the Broadside. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because it's a little bit higher in ABVs. So it won't take so many IPA <laughs> would be an easier night, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
2: So back anyway. to Aviation. Yeah, sorry, so the next <laughs> okay. story, yeah, okay, yes, the next story. Uh, this is on a, the timesofmalta.com website, and the headline is Brawling Passengers Force Malta Bound Ryanair Flight to Diver. Oh, no. They were being aggressive towards everyone, a passenger said. So a Malta-bound Ryanair flight was forced to divert to Pisa yesterday after a fracas broke out between rowdy passengers while the plane was in mid-air. Video filmed by a passenger aboard the Brussels to Malta flight showed brawlers shoving and swinging at one another as passengers lined the aisle in an attempt to contain the scuffle. the troublemakers were being a nuisance and aggressive towards everyone. Thomas Engerer told the Times of Malta. Mr. Engerer, who shot the video, said that the fight between the two men and their respective fe- the fight was between the two men and their respective female partners. That sounds like fun. Uh, As other passengers looked on with a mixture of concern and bemusement, an announcement on the flight's PA system informed passengers that the flight would be diverted. The flight captain can subsequently be heard heard angrily telling passengers that this is not acceptable at all before announcing that the flight will land (laughs) in Bologna as a result of the fight. The plane actually ended up diverting to Pisa, According to Mr Engra, all four people involved in the fight were detained by Italian police upon landing and the police came on board the flight and used Mr Engra's video footage to identify <laughs> the culprits he recalled. Uh, the police and captain were very efficient he said police came on board and took them away after a brief delay passengers buckled up sorry passengers buckled up and then continued their onward journey to Malta in peace making it to malta international airport around 1 hour behind schedule so really not that bad a delay
1: considering this is uh this is probably FR3883 i'd imagine it would be yeah. um it would be the flight that i normally um yeah i normally take i um, mean uh, we we um,
2: we were trying to get permission to actually play the video unfortunately that uh, i didn't get a response in time but i can just show you the pictures picture still the, shot the still mm. shots off the website they're not very clear which is why i was hoping to play the uh the video, but um, yeah, not, um, not a great way to. Uh, I had some
1: interesting comments in the chat room actually, Matt, mm. while you were reading the story. One from Is the that why you were tittering to yeah, yourself? Yeah, the right. first yes. one from York Mola. <laughs> yeah. um, he said that why land the plane, just drop them off at 30,000 feet. Yes, I mean, that is certainly a solution. I mean, obviously, there are issues,
2: uh, as I'm sure um, Captain Nick would be able to confirm. There are With that, obviously yeah. certain issues in
1: regard to opening the door at 30,000 feet. That yeah. may be
2: more of a challenge than one would like.
1: Um, um, also, um, uh, I'll just try to find There's one from Glenn Taylor. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> pass- passengers being <clears throat> on planes only yes. in the UK, he says on there. Uh, I, I'm
2: pretty uh, now. Come on, that's that's really unfair. I'm pretty sure that it isn't only isolated <laughs> to UK passengers.
1: The best one, though, I think, from yeah. Tony S. Uh, were they fighting over a Malteser?
2: A Malteser? No, they you're were probably, talking about they were probably, my. They were probably
1: fighting over 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 overpriced paninis. He's ta- talking about my my second home or yes. my main home. Yes. Indeed, yes. yes.
2: So I don't think they were rude about Malta. Actually, Glenn It's all right,
1: calm Glenn down. <laughs> Glenn <laughs> Taylor. Glenn Taylor's put... Uh, a, or something... A uh, great idea, ejector tubes for passengers. Yeah, that'd be good. Can you imagine, you know, those uh, escape pods they have on the Starship Enterprise when they have to evacuate the bridge and they have those escape pods <laughs> that come off from the side. Indeed, that, yes. That's probably perhaps what they need for this. But, but it uh, could well be, yes. But there we go, another another uh, flight of... Um, of joy. Uh, joy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this time, not Jet 2. No, because which normally, must be, it, normally it's, it's jet unusual, two. It's
2: unusual that it was on on. It's not normally Ryanair, is it?
1: No, well, it's normally honest, jet it's,
2: two. It is normally jet two or someone else, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, they must be slightly, uh, slightly disappointed, really. So yes. the next
1: uh, story is uh, is for me, uh, and this one is on the traveller dot website. Uh, The headline, Baltia Airlines, the airline that has never flown a single passenger in 27 years. So a US airline, which was founded in 1989 with the aim of offering a high-quality three-class passenger service, has just taken its only aircraft out of service, despite having never operated a single commercial flight in its 27-year history. Baltia Airlines started with great promise. It aimed to offer the only non-stop flight from New York to St. Petersburg, as well as holiday packages and frequent flyer program and concierge services, but it is yet to carry a single passenger or package. The airline, which officially operates from John uh, or John F. Kennedy International Airport, JFK, and has another base in Michigan's Willow Run Airport, claims It is still awaiting its operational approval from the U.S. uh, Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, after 27 years. The airline is said to have failed the evaluation from the FAA seven times, apparently due to problems with the deployment of its aircraft slides. Uh, Michigan Radio reported uh, this last month the carrier is said to have moved its operations to Michigan where it uh, is apparently easier to gain FAA approval than in New York where Baltia failed all of its certification tests according to the radio station. Uh, Baltia which has earned no revenue since its inception has accumulated a debt of more than 119 million US dollars. Uh, as of March this year, according to uh, Michigan Radio. Uh, The New York-based carrier hoped to become the leading U.S. transatlantic uh, airline on the market, offering connections between major cities in the U.S. and Europe. And when it was founded, it was expected to begin operating flights last year, according to the company's website. But in March this year, the airline announced it would also be abandoning its plan to operate its only aircraft, a 37-year-old Boeing 747 aircraft. The plane did fly one route last year from Willow Run to a maintenance facility in Oscoda, Michigan uh, but it has been dormant since uh, Michigan Radio reported. The airline added it will be looking to lease newer and more fuel efficient aircraft in a bid to facilitate its air operator certification process. I mean, that's such a bizarre story. Mm. It really is. Probably one of the most bizarre stories (laughs) I think we've had for, for quite some time. Uh, i didn't get a chance to actually look up and see i'll hang on to look here and so see if i can find a quick bit of information on Balitia.
2: i mean, I mean um, yeah i mean it just seems very bizarre that um, <laughs> that they can they can operate um, you know despite having never operated a single commercial flight in its 27 year history i don't understand they, they have, have actually
1: their their web website is actually currently running right um, okay well, that's good that, that that's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just looking to see if I can find any more pearls of wisdom about uh, about the airline itself. Mm. Baltier Airlines. Here we go. So, Baltier Airlines. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, founded 19... Fleet size one, oh. as it said on there. Okay. Um, mm. They were headquartered, or they are headquartered at Terminal 4 right. At JFK. Right. Um, And it just says on here that the application Mm. with the FAA for the carrier certification has been denied again, so... Well, and no. also
2: as as um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, Jen Niffer has just said in the chat room. There, it's like, how is this airline not completely bankrupt? I know. I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> it's I just, just, don't just, understand. it's such yeah. a bizarre story. Glenn I mean, Towler has said, "Who who is like lending them money?" It's like he sounds like Liz Piper says, "Sounds like Matt's ideal airline would never have to fly." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking on the. I am like uh, looking
1: yeah. on the uh, photo we've got on on this story of the aircraft in question. I mean, oh, I suppose you want me to put that up now. Don't what do you do? <laughs> it looks. I mean, that's that's uh, that's definitely a seven four seven two. I would have. There's said, an upstairs to it by the look of it. Oh you. yeah, there's a seven. That's a jumbo. Mm. It's uh, it's probably a two hundred or possibly a three hundred. Mm. I'd have said a seven four seven two hundred for that age. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's just bizarre. Mm. It's such a bizarre story, indeed. So moving on to the next story. This one is for you, Matt. OK, yes, and this is
2: uh, on the, in the Daily Express, which always makes me nervous because um, well, it's not as bad as the Daily Mail, I suppose. But anyway, so this is the the Daily Express, and the headline is Sky High Horror. Airline staff revealed disgusting flight sequels. secrets you wish they didn't. I'm not sure I want to read this. Uh, the unsettling rele- uh, revelations have been prompted by a thread of posed on question site. Um, it posed what are the best kept secrets of airlines and the airline industry the thread invited anonymous crew and other insiders to share their sordid stories that passengers aren't privy to one of the most popular responses warned passengers not to order coffee from the onboard drinks service Right, OK. Avid traveller Anya Mary explained, Airplane coffee isn't made with bottled water and airplanes' portable water isn't exactly clean. Oh, that's great news. Uh, Due to short layovers, there is hardly time to clean the valves properly. Another user agreed passengers shouldn't drink any water on an, any, on an aircraft unless it is bottled. Uh, another person said that the ports uh, to purge lavatory waste and refill portable water are within feet of each other and sometimes serve Serviced all at once by the same guy. That's really comforting. According to the same (laughs) user, onboard food trays are sometimes used as diaper-changing boards. That's nappies. Indeed, yes. It appears those cosy blankets for chilly nights aren't always fresh either. A former staff member of a major airline revealed a sneaky trick flight attendants use to prevent running out of meals. Um... Uh, this particular individual explains, so you're running out of fish but have plenty of chicken to spare? Good evening, we have two meal choices for tonight's flight. Our first choice is an exquisite chicken breast grilled to perfection with a side of carefully steamed vegetables and a very delicately seasoned gravy that smells just like the one my grandma used to make when I was little. The other choice is fish.
0: Don't have and the think, fish. Yeah, yeah. Don't have Ultimately, the fish. If they're
2: getting low. Yeah, absolutely. One experienced traveller said many airlines make you buy add-on add-on add-ons online for seat preference and checked luggage, but offer them free at and the airport in person. Um, Carly Nog- no- Nogwitzki also added a helpful tip: middle seats are the seats that fill up last on the flight, so if you're travelling in a pair, select window and aisle. Uh, sorry, select window and aisle and have a good chance of having an empty seat, middle seat, um, if uh, the the flights are not full. One woman who claimed to be in love with a pilot said that they often make mistakes without telling anyone. She wrote, some pilots get distracted by their laptops and cell phones during flight. Pilots make mistakes all the time about their airspeed, altitude, landing, etc. But they're corrected on time and before they never tell anyone about it. This is uh, this, uh, this is sorry. This is a very badly written article, but you
1: get the gist essentially. Um, they're basically saying that that uh, aircraft kind of areas are not mm. the cleanest areas.
2: Indeed. Mind you, you, you see, uh, one of the things that always makes me very nervous, and I have to confess, certainly when I was, I was working at uh, the two pub, uh, you know, public, mm. public houses that I've been involved in, and it was my real bugbear, was um, ice machines.
1: Oh, right, okay, yeah. And I used to strip
2: mine down, but then I perhaps had a skill that many people don't have in the fact that I was able to strip mine down and clean it properly. Um, but the one thing I would always say is that to anyone that's that's drinking in, in a pub, you know, stick to your ales and bottled beers and things like that and, and stuff out the taps, ironically, you know, like your lagers mm. and stuff are absolutely fine because, um, you know, you push very, very, very strong um, line cleaner and stuff through it. But the one place where it's, I'm amazed more people aren't poorly. I mean, you know, it's um, the ice machine when I took over for the Duke of York in Ditchingham was <laughs> horrific uh, and it took me Two and a half days to strip it down, clean it, and make it usable. It's seriously. It's Liz swallowed. Piper said
1: she put, she's heard bad things about ice machines.
2: Absolutely. Do you yeah. have to
1: say the toilets. You know, it, I mean, to be f- fair enough, the aircraft was only just four weeks old. But right. The, okay, the yeah. aircraft we flew home on, the Dreamliner, the Dash Nine, yeah. um, from Oman. That the, mm. that with the toilets in there were spotless. Yeah. There was not a mm. grain of dust in there at all. Mm. Uh, I think,
2: again, though, a lot of that has to do... You see, it's like the same like in, in the restaurant trade. I've got this little quirk. It's like whenever I go to... Uh, I mean, I suppose this isn't really going to apply very well to aviation, but like, if I'm going to go and have a meal, the first thing I do is go and see what the toilets are like. <laughs> well, no, because if
1: the toilets are clean, then um, one there's, a, my, there's a strong possibility that the kitchen will also be clean. One of my, my worst toilet experiences on an aircraft mm. was, unfortunately, with um, Ryanair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was that no, was not that nice. Was right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, less said about that, the better. Yeah, uh, Moving on yeah, yeah. to the next story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This story was actually sent to us by our main man, Micah. Ah. And uh, this story is on the Tampa Bay Times website. And um, it, uh, there's kind of, a, I don't know if you call it a headline or not, it just says that uh, thousands of people flew Allegiant last year thinking their planes wouldn't fail in the air. They were wrong. Oh, So uh, it starts off then, the, uh, this, uh, this writes uh, the story itself. Uh, Lisa Cosolino started to panic as a Legion Air flight 844 circled over Pinelas County, I hope I pronounced that right, sorry if I haven't, uh, burning off fuel for an emergency landing. All the bad things I've done in my life, she said to her sister, and now I'm going to die. Matt Jones fumbled with his cell phone, trying to call his wife to say goodbye as crew members on an Allegiant Flight 822 ordered him to tuck into a crash position over Baltimore. I said to myself, I'm never going to see my wife or my kids or my grandkids again, he recalled. Jessica Stofel was afraid to be on Allegiant Flight 175 over Mesa. Uh, that uh, she grabbed the stranger next door to her and squeezed his hand. I was terrified and honestly didn't think we were going to make it, uh, she said. All major airlines break down once in a while, but none of them break down in mid-air more often than Allegiant. A Tampa Bay Times investigation, which included a first-of-its-kind analysis of federal aviation records, has found that the budget carrier's aircraft are four times more likely to fail during flight as those operated by other major U.S. airlines. In uh, 2015, Allegiant jets were forced to make unexpected landings at at least 77 times for serious mechanical failures. Cozzolino's flight was interrupted by a leaky hydraulic system. Jones's flight was uh, was on a plane with four uh, failing brakes. Uh, the engine on Stoffel's plane caught fire during an aborted landing, and the jet sudden, uh, dipped suddenly to one side, its wing nearly touching the ground. Uh, none of the 77 incidents prompted enforcement action from the Federal Aviation Administration, which doesn't compare airline breakdown records to look for warning signs. To create such a comparison, uh, the Times Report has built a database of more than sixty five thousand records from the FAA. Working through the data they contact, uh, connected a year 's worth of flight records with documents showing mechanical problems at the la- eleventh largest domestic carriers or the eleventh largest domestic carriers in the United States, including Allegiant. They interviewed twenty aviation experts, including former federal safety inspectors, aircraft engineers, and mechanics. They then travelled to Las Vegas and met with Allegiant executives for a series of interviews. Uh, the airline did not dispute the newspaper's findings, which included these findings. Wow. Uh, 42 of Allegiant's 86 aircraft broke down amid uh, flight at least once in 2015. Mm-hmm. Among them were 15 forced to land by failing engines, 9 by overheating tail compartments, hmm, interesting. and 6 by smoke or the smell of something burning. After certain systems on Allegiant planes fail, the company repairs them and puts the planes back in service only to see the same systems fail again. 18 times last year, key parts of engines and sensors and electronics failed once in a flight and they got checked out and then failed again, causing another unexpected landing. Allegiant's jets are on average 22 years old. The average age of planes flown by other carriers is 12. Uh, experts say that uh, as old as allegiance require the most rigorous maintenance in industry but Allegiant doesn't uh, doesn't staff its own mechanics at the 107 of the 118 airports it flies to Allegiant relies most heavily on McDonnell douglas md-80s an aging model retired by all but two other major u.s carriers the company's md-80s fail twice as often as those operated by american airlines and three times as often as those operated and flown by delta wow okay that's that's rather worrying uh, it says here they've got a uh, diagram here of uh, of uh, an md-80 and it says here what failed in flight and it says that these parts and systems have forced allegiant planes to land unexpectedly the most between january 2015 and september 2016. So cockpit instrument six times, cabin pressure nine times, engine 39 times, tail compartment. I don't know, I don't know what on. APU isn't in tail, I think, on the MD-80. Right. Uh, 26 times, and nose landing gear seven times. Wow.
2: I mean, the landing gear doesn't surprise me so much because it's <laughs> such a complicated sort of... It's all about hydraulics and things like that, isn't it? But, uh,
1: yeah. Poor hmm. old Allegiant, eh? <laughs> hmm. Not getting a very good... Uh, Good no, thing there, no, but, indeed. Uh,
2: so yes, thanks to the main man for for that story. Obviously, uh, on, on to the next story. This is on the Birmingham Mail. Now this this is
1: bad news for anyone who uh, mm. who wishes to go on holiday in yeah. a certain place in Europe.
2: I have to say, I, I'm not surprised. No, normal. Uh, in fact, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Well, they um, they did
1: they done this before, didn't they? What they must, I think they lifted the uh, the the ban or the. Mm. Um, the stop, yeah, I don't so. know if they
2: did. I think that's maybe what, what this is. I so mean, what's the story? Then, it, the story, as I say, Birmingham Mail is the headline and the head... Uh, sorry, is the website. And the headline is Monarch Airlines cancels Shamal Sheikh flights due to ongoing terror threat. So passengers can obtain... Please leave the mouse alone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he keeps moving the mouse and he keeps jumping. Passengers can obtain a full refund due to the ongoing terror threat in the Middle East, says the airline. Um, and, in fact, I, I, th- I think it fair to say that um, it's it, it, Monarch especially has been quite hard hit by um, the lack of um, being able to fly to Sharm without too much trouble, isn't it? Because mm. I, I know they used to do a lot of flights into and out of there, didn't they? Mm. But anyway, holidaymakers across Birmingham could be affected after news broke of Monarch Airlines cancelling all flights and bookings to Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. The move from the airline, which has a significant presence at Birmingham Airport, comes amid an ongoing terror threat in the Middle East. Monarch has confirmed the decision affects this year's winter breaks and the 2017 summer season. Customers who who have existing flight and holiday bookings can rebook to an alternative Monarch destination free of charge say the company the airline will also give holidaymakers the chance to obtain a full refund Uh, a monarch spokesman said with no indication from the government as to when the airport will reopen to flights from the uk so obviously it is still it is still very much uh, not accepting flights the airline is cancelling all flight and holiday bookings for winter 2016 uh, stroke 2017 and there will now be no plans for the destination to be part of Monarch's summer 2017 program. Uh, if Sharm El Sheikh is reopened to UK flights in the future we will re- reassess flying there as a new route. The airport was closed after a Russian airliner which had, had taken off from Sharm was brought down by a bomb just 23 minutes into its journey uh, to St Petersburg in February. Uh, monarch group chief executive andrew swaffield said much hard work has been done by the uk and egyptian governments along with the travel industry to improve safety measures at sharm el Sheikh airport and it is very disappointing that it still remains closed and if and if and when the airport does reopen we will then assess whether we start flights and holidays again prior to the closure of the airport, roughly 700,000 Britons visited Sharm el Sheikh every year, making it a popular and important holiday de- destination for the UK travel industry. And now I've actually been to Sharm, um, I think I flew I fl- there with EasyJet actually, and um, I have to say it was an, one of the nicest holidays I've ever had. And I mean, you were aware that there was a sort of a terror threat. Sort of like you know there was just things like when every time a taxi went in and out of hotel complexes and things like that, there was a big mirror put underneath to make sure there was nothing underneath and that. So I don't know. I mean, it's uh, well, other airlines. You you do wonder if this this has had something to do. You do wonder if this has had something to do with perhaps the trouble at Monarch, you know, where you know where they've had to do some restructuring. I think is the correct term, isn't it? But no,
1: um, I, I definitely think they're probably not the only yeah. airline to not want to not fly in there now. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um,
2: well, as I say, and I think I think they're right, aren't they? They're going to reassess the situation uh, if they do reopen flights from London to, or you know, from the UK. To Sharm, and then sort of look look at it with regard to. Uh, sure um, I mean, what, was there much interest? That's the thing. I mean, did they have many bookings? That's the other question. I, I guess we'll never know that number, will we?
1: No, I'm just looking at uh, departures at the moment on uh, sharm yeah. and uh, you've got Egypt Air, Ali, uh, Aegean Airlines, um, and departures and arrivals. Egypt Air, there's mm. um, nothing sort of from the no. uh, from the UK as such. Well, no, because the, it it, the route is closed. Mm. That's why. Yeah, but so. I mean, other, there are other airlines from the UK still flying to Shanghai. Is there? So, Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, okay, there is.
2: Okay, well,
1: that's that theory out of the window, then. Um, <laughs> so moving on to Indeed. the next story. And uh, this is kind of, it kind of sort of follows on from a story we had, I can't remember this uh, last week the week before, Matt. Uh, it's on the traveller.com.au site again. And uh, the headline, World's Shortest International Flight... Uh, European airline People's Vienna Line offers an eight-minute flight because we had the we had the shortest yeah. flight in the UK, didn't we? Which was like um, yeah, two just minutes to the island, over to an yeah.
2: island, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh,
1: so an, an Austrian airline has begun what it claims is the world's shortest regular international connection—an eight-minute hop across Lake Constance. The flight offered by People's Vienna Line connects St Gallen. Uh, Altaheim in Switzerland um, have I pronounced that right? I don't know uh, <laughs> with Friedrichshafen in southern Germany it's part of a route that continues onward to Cologne uh, but passengers can book only the short part for €40, Euros or $57. That seems like a lot of money for, for no. an eight-minute flight. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Embryo 145 uh, short-haul jet will connect uh, the Friedrichshafen airport with Swiss airport in Altenheim. The flight time uh, for the around 20-kilometre-long route between two regional airports is around eight minutes. German news agency DPA reported the environmentalists aren't thrilled by the new route, which began service on Wednesday. Swiss Green Party politician, Meinrad Gschwend says he wants wants the flights to be banned. The airline says driving around the lake for an hour would produce as much emissions as a short flight. On Tuesday, Emirates announced it will operate the shortest Airbus A380 flight, Around the wor- or route in the world, flying from Doha to Dubai from December this year, with a distance of only three hundred and seventy nine kilometers a one way flight will last for less than an hour, and the plane could make almost twenty return flights without refueling. Emirates also operates one of the longest routes in the world with an a380 flying between Dubai and Auckland. Uh, The title of the world's longest flight was recently snatched by an Air India for its revised Delhi to San Francisco route. Flight AI-173 now covers a distance of 15,140 kilometres in 14 hours and 30 minutes, claiming the title from Emirates. Emirates, Emirates-Dubai-Auckland route is around 14,120 kilometres and takes 16.5 hours. So there we go—an eight-minute flight on uh, on on an embryo. Mm. Yes, it's, uh, indeed. It's, it's, uh, I, I think it's right, you know. If you've got, yeah. um, you know, I say fifty people driving a car <laughs> around a, uh, a you know around a lake mm. to get from one side to the other. I don't know what will produce more fumes, really, because I mean the Embraer is a quite fuel efficient and a, and a clean-ish aircraft. I think the the new one of the latest sort of uh, regional
2: I, jets. I get so confused with all this um, carbon footprint nonsense. So I, I just sort of, ugh, ugh, it's like oh, I mean I had I had a, a special uh, a special exhaust system fitted to my new coach, and um, it it went from being like the fastest thing I've ever had had you know been been sort of like driving to to really sluggish and all because of this weird filter thing that magically takes all the you know reduces our carbon footprint i, I, I don't know i don't know it's all a bit strange i know like, some cotton uh, well just, in the just while walls. just while i'm sort of looking we've got i i, I just so that everybody knows obviously because this does actually apply to those who listen to the podcast as well as a download we are aware that uh, occasionally we're getting a bit of a whine uh, a high pitched whine uh, in the background. We are aware of it. And have we got uh, one there? Uh, I think it's okay at the moment. I'm just really sort of apologising, really uh, officially, because uh, we have had a bit of a problem. With, yeah, we did with have last, last week, didn't we? Last couple of yeah. shows. We as I this we week do, we seem okay. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, we do listen back to the show, which is yeah. why, um, and for some reason, it's only been happening in the audio podcast and not necessarily on the one that goes onto YouTube. Mm. So uh, we are aware of it, and I am trying to get to the bottom of it. And uh, the tower is on yet another rebuild. Uh, trying, <laughs> trying to put the uh, fault right, but uh, uh, myself and, and the legend that is never are busy trying to to, to work out where it 's coming from but
1: uh, now this next story Matt yes um, for you is uh, is quite interesting it 's got uh, quite a bit of info on here on um, well oh. on, on the headline that says Oh this is cheery isn 't it so this is go
2: banking rates i, I, I 've lost interest because it said banking." <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you. It's yeah. like it's like, like why am I going to believe a website that's talking about banking seeing as they're the most corrupt. Um no, sorry. I am probably opening a different podcast. Legal... Yes. Yeah, I'm opening up a can of legal worms there, aren't I? So we'll glaze over that and move on. Anyway, the headline on this GoBankingRates website, dot gobankingratescom personal finance is the heading so i'm a little skeptical says how airlines rip you off during holiday season Uh, with the holiday season fast approaching air travel is ramping up Mm -hmm. Uh, if you are planning to fly you'll need to watch out for extra charges from carry-on baggage fees to high food and drinks costs a 2016 report um A 2016 report from research firm Ideal Works Company found that extra charges known as ancillary revenue increased among the 10 largest airline carriers from $8.4 billion in 2008 to almost $26 billion in 2015. And here's a look at some of the more notorious airlines uh, for fees that you need to watch out for. and uh, this, one this one's all about the carry-on baggage. And it says, uh, carry-on baggage, which is number one. Uh, it says, even though most airlines do not charge passengers for carry-on bags, some budget airlines will. According to Fair Compare, Spirit Airlines charges for carry-on bags placed in overhead bins at 20... 20- Whoa, hang on. According to Fair Compare, Spirit Airlines charges for carry-on bags placed in overhead bins... Uh, anything between twenty dollars really? and one hundred dollars per bag, the fee can be considerably uh, c- can add considerably to the cost of your thing. That's outrageous. Oh, no. <laughs> that is genuinely outrageous. Uh, Spirit Air, oh there is that. Is that the
1: Australian one, Spirit Air? I can't remember. Okay. My mind has gone. All right. Uh, it's doing all his exams today. That's what yeah, I've done. Yeah, indeed. And you're moving the message. Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
2: <laughs> such a nightmare. Uh, th- number two is paying with a credit card. Uh, some airlines charge a fee when you pay with a credit card. The European carrier Ryanair, for, ex- for instance, charges an extra 2% of your total transaction when you use a credit card, PayPal account, American Express, or prepaid MasterCard. This fee does not apply... When you use a debit card, which I have to confess, I hello. They're I, an
1: American low, ultra low cost. They're airline. an American ultra low yeah. cost. Oh, I should have I known that. Really.
2: Oh, well, there we are. <clears throat> Indeed, uh, yes, but I, I must admit, whenever I do, I'm using Ryanair as an example because the no, only one debit I have card, debit cards, yeah, don't they get don't charge. charge you for no. uh, for, uh, no. for for uh, for using a debit card. It's only
1: when you use. Um, Use your credit card, you get yeah, that charge. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, number three is boarding pass reissue.
2: Now, this is a common one, especially with Ooh, our, yeah. the low-cost airlines. is that While mobile apps have uh, done away with the need for printed boarding passes, some airlines still require one. And some airlines, mainly the low-budget ones, will impose an additional charge if you've left home without remembering to print out your boarding pass. Although I use um, the Ryanair app um, in, in order to sort of get around that. So uh, although, as I say, I think I've, I've forgotten, is it, meant, where is it? Is it, um, uh, I think it was Menorca. Is it Menorca? Where was I? Where was I on holiday? I can't know. remember. Thanks. You uh, have so many. <laughs> Judith Chalmers. <laughs> Hello, Pop. This is Kettle. You're black. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, this, uh, <laughs> um, I, I think it was at a Menorca Airport, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't actually have the facilities to be able to take um, the card reader um, you're putting me off because you're doing something. What are you doing on there? You're taking a photo. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, the, the card readers and stuff, they wouldn't actually, they weren't geared up for apps. So you, if you didn't have your paper boarding pass, um, then you were a bit stuffed. But we managed to get the hotel very kindly printed the uh, the pass off for us. So we managed to get around that because I'd sort of foolishly sort of thought, oh, well, it'll be okay. I can just do the app because I have both mine mm. and mum's boarding pass. They, on need, they
1: need to invent a a, a plug-in Printer for mobile yeah. phones. For, yeah, well, you yeah. can have a Wi-Fi. Not a mini one. one. No, no tiny totally mini one. Yeah, but where would you put the? I mean, what size paper would it be? Like? It'll be like a receipt you get from a shop. Oh, right. That sort of thing. Good. I think I'll tell it If anyone's going to think of that idea, I, I thought of it first. <laughs> My paint and paint and whatever it is. Yes, moving
2: on. In-flight Wi-Fi is number four. Many airlines offer in-flight Wi-Fi access at a cost. American Airlines charges up to nineteen dollars, depending on the length of your flight. If you just want access to mobile messaging apps like Facebook Messenger, Delta Airlines offers a two-dollar mobile Wi-Fi pass. Uh, So that's quite cool. Uh, Number five is assigned seating. If you buy low-cost ticket. If you buy a low-cost ticket and are travelling with other family members or friends, you'll either have to sit apart or pay extra for assigned seating. Delta offers basic economy tickets, which cost less but don't allow people. Uh, sorry, don't allow you to pick your own seat. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I am really struggling to read out loud today. Really, so, you yeah, so Just bear with me. Uh, number six is priority boarding. Ah, uh, priority boarding that infamous swear word. Some airlines impose a charge on coach passengers for priority boarding. United Airlines offers economy passengers a premier access pass uh, starting at just $15 for priority boarding. And uh, Number seven is name correction. Make sure your name is spelled correctly on your ticket or you might need to fork out uh, some extra cash. Although many airlines don't allow for name changes or corrections, those that do can impose a hefty fee. A 2015 report from Shorts Travel Management found Alaska Airlines charges $75.00. For a name change, while American charges $100 to change your name, so yeah, make sure you uh, you get your name and address correct when you're when you're doing your booking. Mm. Uh, checked baggage is number eight. Baggage fees are a huge source of ancillary revenue. Uh, airline policies regarding baggage fees can change at any time, so it's always wise to check with your carrier before booking your flight. With most domestic flights, you'll pay for checked baggage with fees costing around $20 or more for the first checked bag. However, airlines like JetBlue and Southwest don't charge for your first checked
0: bag. Oh, that's
2: quite cool. Uh, number nine is overweight baggage. Now you get round this with a, a yeah, set of my portable digital scales. scales yeah, to, I never go on holiday without my digital scales. Absolutely. So overweight baggage, another huge source of ancillary revenue, uh, is. Um, Uh, for airlines is uh, charging the charges they impose on customers for excess baggage on international flights the first check bag will usually be included in the flight cost as long as it's below certain dimensions and weight specified by the carrier additional checked bags or bags are uh, or bags that are heavier or larger than those allowed by the carrier will be subject to significant fees Uh, date change fees date changes are among the costliest Fees. Uh, mm, airlines I love dates. charge. dates. Yeah, not those kind of dates. Okay. Delta charges $200 for changes made on your flight uh, within the US, Canada, Puerto Rico and the US Virgin Islands. Uh, so when you're planning your vacation, book it at the right time. <laughs> uh, airline branded credit cards. No, although,
1: BA have got their own one. Nev, right. Nev's probably got one, actually. Oh, stop
2: it. Uh, sorry, so it's uh, airline-branded credit cards. Although an airline-branded credit card allows you to earn miles towards future travel, you might not want to limit your options. The A-Advantage... A-A- American Airlines. American, they? yes, anyway. A-Advantage Platinum Select World Mastercard, for example, awards 30,000 bonus miles if you make a $1,000 transaction in purchases uh, sorry $1,000 worth of purchases in the first three months after opening your account every dollar spent on American telecommunications car rentals and gas earns you two miles it might sound like a good <laughs> offer but compare it to the Barclay card arrival plus world elite mastercard which offers you 40,000 bonus miles after you spent $3,000 uh, in your first three months every purchase you make earns you two miles and you can apply your miles towards any travel purchase which is quite cool uh, number 12 is travel insurance travel insurance can safeguard you against unexpected delays and cancellations rental car damage and more but you don't necessarily have to pay for travel insurance through the airline you're flying with use resources like squaremouth.com to compare travel insurance costs from different companies so you don't overpay for your for the expense um, Food and drink. If you want more than just peanuts, you'll need uh, to uh, pay up. Although JetBlue offers some free snacks, you'll need to fork over. You'll need to fork over up to twelve dollars for a sandwich and sliced fruit. Alcoholic beverages will cost you between $6 and $9. Duty-free shopping. You might have the chance to buy duty-free merchandise, uh, but be aware because duty-free might not necessarily mean that you're saving money compared to pricing at retail stores back home. Before you travel, look up pricing for goods you're interested in buying duty-free. That way, you'll know that you're getting a good deal on your trip. And actually, quite often with like alcohol and things, it's actually quite often been cheaper to go and buy it in Morrison's than it has been to, to actually buy it duty fee. Although they do tend to do the export strength stuff, which you can't get, obviously. Um, but uh, and this one's for Nev. Number fifteen is airport lounges. Oh, yeah. uh, for the budget traveller, airport lounges are likely not worth the extra cost. Independent lounges offer one-off passes from around fifteen dollars to fifty dollars per day, uh, or ten pound, or sorry, or ten dollars per hour, according to FlightFox.com, a marketplace for travel experts number 6 is extra legroom is extra legroom worth the cost that's for you to decide but for the luxury uh, it will weigh down uh, your you'll certainly weigh down your travel budget american offers main cabin extra seating which offers up to 6 inches of additional legroom plus group 1 boarding starting at $20 and uh, finally uh, 17 is headphones some airlines uh, headphone jacks are smaller than the yeah. standard size so if you want to watch tv on board uh, um, then you might need to pay extra for a pair of headphones. I seem Actually. to remember back in the Air Two Thousand days, you had to buy a, you had to buy the
1: headphones because like it was a twin two prong one. Yeah. I know that uh, when we flew BA last month, that um, I used my uh, my headphones in the entertainment system with BA. They fitted and worked fine. Really? Normal standard headphone yeah. jack. Okay. Oh, uh, we have had a bit of a disaster in the chat room while Matt was oh, reading that story. Uh, Nick Anderson has unfortunately dropped uh, pizza uh, down his flight bag, uh, which is going to be a problem for when the <laughs> Sniffer Dogs All right, in JFK. Right. Uh, so okay. Captain Nick has got a uh, slight issue with pizza.
2: Mm. Indeed. That, that, well, that, that, is, that is disastrous. That is disastrous. <laughs> but
1: that uh, no, was interesting do, Matt, do they, to they like those. jalapenos though, <laughs> jalapenos <sniffles>. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so we hope that information has, uh, has, has helped I think most people will know what, what to and what absolutely. to look out for when they're, when they're yeah. I mean every, all our listeners do think, uh, yes, they know, they know everything yeah. like that anyway they do so next story on Flight Global's website and the, uh, this is a picture story Matt will put these up um, in, during the story oh and will he and, uh, he right. will and <laughs> the headline Boeing Rolls Out and that's Boeing Rolls out, United Airlines' first Mm 777-300ER. So United Airlines' first Boeing 777-300ER has rolled out of the paint shop in Everett, Washington, nearly 22 years after the carrier took delivery of its first 777. The Chicago-based carrier is scheduled to take delivery of the aircraft registration November 58031 and MSN 62642 from Boeing in late December this year, with entry into service slated for February 2017. United plans to uh, base the stretch 777 at its Newark Liberty International Airport hub and will initially use the type on domestic flights before shifting it to international routes in the second quarter of 2017. The airline will debut its uh, new Polaris business class seat on the 777-300ER and the aircraft will have 60 of the premium seats in the new all-aisle access configuration. United has firm orders for 14 777-300ERs which uh, complement its fleet of 74 777 and The carrier took delivery of the first 777-200 in May 1995. God, it, this doesn't seem that long ago mm. since the 777 has come out, but it is that long ago. They just seem, to me, seem like you know really still a new aircraft um, to me. But there we go. There's another picture there Matt will put on the screen uh, of that uh, aircraft there. Mm. So, this is,
2: this is, so what's this? this is a the triple 777- seven? Three hundred ER. Yeah, ER.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. And what does ER? Extended range. Extended range. range. Right.
0: Okay.
2: See, I'm yeah. learning. Yeah.
0: I know, I know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's got uh, it's got a bit more, uh, bit more range, a bit more, more range A bit yeah. more go in it, bit okay. more in the bit, tank. So, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. yeah, bit
2: more fuel, go a bit further.
1: So next story yeah. uh for you, Matt, and this is one I found this week, uh, and this is something that I would seriously like to try myself okay so this is um
2: the rutland and stamford actually myla
1: myla will like this story because myla myla is going to be doing some of this so Mylas is going to like this story well
2: there we are so uh pilots to fly boeing 737-800 simulator for seven days and nights to raise cash for MagPass air ambulance oh that's very cool um uh, pilots will complete a grueling seven-day, uh, sorry, a grueling seven-day and night sponsored flight around the world in a Boeing 737-800 simulator. A team from Jet Sim School, based at Sibton, Sibston Sibson Airfield, will be raising funds for emergency medical charity MagPass Air Ambulance. The annual world flight event, now in its 17th year, sees teams of simulator pilots from across the globe covering 37,153 miles, uh, flying actual airline routes and with real-time air traffic control provided by VATSIM.net. They will fly in real-world weather conditions. Uh, Team JETSIM will be flying in JETSIM School's Boeing 737-800 simulator and the flight will be live streamed on twitch that's twitch.tv um forward slash now i i can't read that out because it's got a weird symbol that doesn't really make a lot of sense so uh my advice would be to google it uh, so anyone can watch and interact with the pilots ask questions or comment on the route alternatively guests are welcome to see firsthand the team in action at the jet sim school at Sib- Sib- sibson airfield from 11pm on the 5th of november That's until tomorrow. indeed uh, until 9am on the 12th of November, and as team member and founder of Jetsim School, Jonathan Lockton, explains, money raised during the flight will go towards helping a very worthy local cause. He said, our target is to raise £3,000 for Magpas Air Ambulance, which provides crucial life-saving care by Land and Air to patients in life-threatening emergencies. Some of the UK's leading doctors and paramedics volunteer their own time to work with MagPass, supporting the ambulance service by providing uh, advanced medical care when time <laughs> is of the essence. In 2015, one in four call-outs were to people in cardiac arrest, and the most frequent call uh, was to attend a road traffic collision. The MagPass uh, medical team received enhanced training, which allows them to offer pre- Procedures and treatments at the scene, like general anaesthetic, which are usually only available in hospital. This means that the frontline care they deliver doesn't just save lives. It helps seriously ill and injured people return to a good quality of life. MagPass isn't a state-funded service and relies on generous public donations to continue saving lives. It costs over £3 million to operate the service in 2015 alone anyone wishing to help jetsim raise money for MagPass can visit just giving page at www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash jet world um i presume that's again forward slash uh, flight 2016 or alternatively text jsim73 followed by the amount you would like to donate to 70070 that will only work obviously to uh, for people here in the UK, but uh, what a great idea! And of course, mm. our, our own air ambulance uh, ha- has the same thing, isn't it? It's, it doesn't receive any funding whatsoever. The East Anglian air ambulance. Is, we should is organise a thing. Yeah.
1: one of these for the air. The uh, East yeah, Anglian air like ambulance. Where would you do it, Round? Here, I don't know. I don't it, know. Where, is there a simulator here? There is a sim. Well, there is a s- not a simulator near us. I think mm. our our probably our closest simulator. Uh, Captain Nick might know this better than mm. me, but, I, but as far yeah. as I know, our, our closest simulator for us to use here would probably be uh, Luton. I think has got one. Right, uh, okay. Luton, well, Luton wouldn't be too I'm bad. Not for, to, I'm not sure if Stans, they've got one as well. Mm.
2: Sounds like a great idea. Well, mm. and, and, and well, and good luck to them, and hopefully they'll raise lots of money for
1: MagPass. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, Me and Myla are both are going to put our names down for this. I think. Mm. <laughs> I'm almost terrified to ask what they
2: are talking about in the chat room here because I've just seen uh, uh, Captain Nick's statement of uh, sometimes a headwind is better than a tailwind, smells better. I'm almost terrified to ask Mm, what they're talking about. Especially where Al's concerned.
1: Oh... So oh next no. story, he's moving not, on. He's not in there he's as well, is, is we he? Can oh, all, we can all rip <laughs> Al. He's not here. <laughs> uh, next story on the dailypost.co.uk. Uh, okay. um, and this this is another really interesting story. This is um, the headline, Airbus Giant Bluger XL Assembly set to start as first section arrives. Ooh, very cool. Uh, the extra-large aircraft will carry wings from Broughton to other Airbus sites. The... And the first section of the new Airbus. I'm sorry, Beluga. I'm going to
2: interrupt, interrupt you and say, Nevers just put in the chat room is the kitchen studio's delay of commission after Captain L's visit. It's had
1: a repaint. Very
2: much so. Yes, absolutely. So the first section
1: <laughs> of the giant new Airbus Beluga XL has arrived with final assembly to start in a month. The new extra large aircraft is on target to enter service in 2019, gradually replacing the current iconic Beluga aircraft. It is to be built uh, and based on the A330 final assembly line adjacent to Toulouse-Balac Airport in southwestern France with the first select, uh, section delivered this week. Once a lower fuselage for Beluga XL is completed on the final assembly line it will be moved to building L34 at Airbus La Industrial Zone adjacent to Toulouse-Balagnac Bal- Airport where the build-up process into the outsized airlifter will take approximately 12 months per aircraft. Wow, um, the five Beluga XL aircraft will provide an additional 30% in transport capacity for Airbus Industrial Network, joining the existing fleet of five A300-600ST super transports. Airbus tweeted out an image of the first section arriving uh, this week, adding, "The first section of the Beluga XL has arrived in Toulouse." and uh, final assembly to start in a month, they said in their tweet. The Airbus Beluga fleet had 5,000 total flight hours in 2012, and that number is projected to be 10,000 in 2017. Herve de Monet, who is leading the team preparing the Beluga XL for entry into service, noted that the Belugas, both the ST and the XL, will play a major role in future production ramp-ups. Both versions will operate in parallel for a while, but will begin phasing out the ST by the end of 2020, he said. Thanks to the XL's larger volume, we can transport the same capacity with 30% less flights, uh, flight hours. So if Matt can uh, pop this on the uh, the screen, you can see a little photo or a little uh, screenshot there of the XL Beluga. That, 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 it's, it's, sorry, it's what, got a headache yeah indeed <laughs> uh,
2: what, uh, York Muller has just said the Beluga should be fun to watch I live under the glide slope to um, I want to say Finkenwerder Hamburg Airbus facility how was that for pronunciations? that's, Close, good. I that's hope. good and see the Beluga every single day how cool is that? That's <laughs> that it,
1: I mean to me it looks like a, an A330's got uh, one heck of a headache uh, that's what, I, yeah. Because if we put that picture on the uh, screen, Matt, that's Gosh, the, me, 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 you, the first it? part of the <laughs> Airbus XL arriving in uh, Toulouse. There, yeah, yeah. so yeah, wow. It'll be interesting to see when this one uh, finally gets put together and finished. I'm sure um, Captain Nick will uh, will love this as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the last story, Matt, and I, I just had to put this one in here for you because, well, you'll just enjoyed just saying the Whey! headline
2: yes, absolutely. <sighs> uh, so uh, yes the, the final story in the commercial section uh, is on the flyingmag.com website and the headline is Bombardier preps for global Why is se- <laughs> 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 preps stop it I'm trying to be a grown up uh, for global 7000's first flight uh, so that's a Bombardier or as I like to say Bombardier uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> Bombardier is busy making preparations for the first flight of its Global 7000 Ultra long range business jet, which is expected to be completed by year's end. The manufacturer is wrapping up ground taxi tests on a completed test airplane at its factory complex in Toronto where initial flight tests will be made. The engines and APU have been powered up and functional and safety of flight tests have also been made. Three more test aircraft are currently in production. The first delivery of the $72.8 million Global 7000, which has hit some delays since it was unveiled in 2010, is scheduled for the second half of 2018. Despite delays, Bomb Bombardier, or Bombardier, uh, says that uh, customer interest has remained strong for the Global 7000, which features four distinct cabin zones and seats up to 12 passengers. The Global 7000 features a full fly-by-wire control system and is powered by GE Passport engines. It has a range of
1: 7,400
2: nautical miles.
1: Well, wow. I'm just looking at the uh, the stats and figures in this. There is a global 8,000, actually, as well, um, that seats 13 passengers mm. uh, with four crew. Uh, mm-hmm. So slightly, uh, slightly less people on there. But uh, those General Electric passport engines uh, pumping out 16,500 pounds of thrust wow. each, uh, propelling the aircraft along... At a typical cruise speed of Mach 0.85, which is 902 kilometres per hour, man. Splendid. Well done. And it has a maximum operating altitude of 51,000 feet, Mm, which is rather high. Mm. But uh, no, that's possibly an aircraft that that PIP may well uh, fly one day, because they're the the type of aircraft that PIP flies. Yes, that's sort of posh.
2: Uh, Good evening,
1: Dr. Steph, by the way. Dr. Steph's in the
2: chat room. Indeed, absolutely. So that is is where we bring uh, the commercial aviation section to a close. Uh, What do you want to do next, Carlos? Oh, I don't know.
1: Shall we? Uh, I mean, we could do some listener feedback. I Shall suppose. we do some listener feedback? We'll do, Let's some do that first yeah, Okay, all okay.
2: right then. So uh, if you're ready then, so who, who are we listening to today?
1: So we have had uh, some audio listener feedback sent in yeah. then this week uh, from our very good friend, Shud Baker, who's ah, in lovely. the chat room
0: now. Hello Carlos and Matt, this is uh, Short from the Netherlands and this is my vote for the best livery and I uh, thought I'd combine it with a bit of audio feedback because of your desire to hear our voices. My vote goes to the KLM and that's no surprise I guess, but why? When I was a kid, um, KLM did a lot of advertising and uh, the words like adventure and faraway places they were heavily associated with uh, KLM Blue for me. Uh, I think that's still a bit of sentiment that's uh, inside me and that's why I choose uh, KLM. And also uh, they have a new livery Um, they have a nice curve where the white meets the blue and I think that's quite fancy. At first I didn't didn't know what to think uh, of it but yeah I like it. So that's why it's the KLM and bye for now.
1: So, a massive thank you to Shudbaker for sending in that uh, that piece of audio feedback. That, that ties in well with, with what we're gonna our do next. next part of the show, which is uh, you'll be pleased to know. Uh, after all this time, is our results of the listener favourite livery yeah. feedback? Comp- well, not a competition. It's a no, kind no, of a, no, just a just a listener poll. listener poll. Yep. Yeah, listener poll that we've done. Um, so we had uh, we had quite a few uh, emails and tweets and Facebook messages and stuff come in from everyone regarding uh, regarding this uh the, well, the livery poll and uh well we put all those results in and compiled our top 10 yes. PTUK uh livery so we're going to uh, let you know what those are uh first and then we've got just a few messages that came with the emails from various yes. people Indeed. um of this so in at number 10 At number 10, this is old school. This is uh, B-O-A-C, British Overseas uh, Aircraft Corporation. Now, I think there's
2: one of these at, um, at Duxford, isn't there?
1: There is, actually. One yeah, because myself Duxford, and Barbara yeah. saw, saw it a few weeks back now, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there is, uh, and uh, you, well, I think you can actually um, go on board this aircraft, I think, at Duxford. At every, yeah, every I, now and again, day we,
2: I think it's only open at the weekends and stuff, because we'd, we'd gone during the week, and so we weren't
1: able to... Uh, so the British Overseas Airways Corporation were the first British state-owned airline created in 1940... Uh, with a merger uh, by a merger with Imperial Airways uh, and British Airways Limited, yeah. and they continue operating overseas services throughout World War II, and uh, they ceased operations in March the 31st, 1974. Wonderful. So in at uh, number nine, number nine, it is Frontier mm. Airlines and uh, the the livery these aircraft have um, are kind of mixed. I um, love the tail fins. They're incredible. i would never really sort of s- seen these before when we were just sort of
2: popping these, uh, looking these pictures up um, uh, before, yeah, before front- we started the show. I'm Frontier. Just, yeah.
1: Uh, they're hubs at Denver International Airport. Wow. Um, their uh, their call sign is Frontier Flight. They were founded in 1994, mm. um, and they've got uh, their tail livery has a, has normally they have different animals uh, on the on the yeah, tail. This, so this one has got an, an owl, an yeah, which yeah, is quite nice, owl, owl I think. If yeah. my
2: memory serves. I'd probably be corrected by someone. But, uh, yeah. So in <laughs> number eight, is it number eight? number eight. Yeah, is number, yeah, eight, eight. yeah. <laughs> number eight, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I, was f- I was foolishly talking. I couldn't sort of. Uh, I couldn't work out what was going on. So uh, there you go. Yeah, so number eight.
1: It's uh, one of the airlines that I flew on as a child, and Dan uh, Air. very fond memories of Dan Air London. Uh, Dan Air. There we go. There's a, a BAC 111. Uh, I think this one's actually got the hush kits fitted on this on the jt 8 d What on so earth is a I mean, hush kit? It's something they put on the back of an engine to quieten it down. To quieten it to down. People. Okay, well that kind of makes sense then. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> founded in 1953. Uh, ceased operations in 1992. They merged into British Airways. Okay. Uh, they had hubs at London Gatwick, Manchester Airport, and Berlin Tegel Airport mm. as well. Uh, and yeah. They had 36 aircraft in their fleet, and they flew worldwide. Um, and they they had a a, load, a a sort of a, a, a tagline as such, and uh, that was uh, "We're going places." Was one uh, there's taglines. one of there's one of those at um at Duxford as well. Dan Air, yeah. Yes. And in fact, yeah. Eight,
2: wasn't there a little one at um at the Norwich Aviation Museum? A little
1: Dan Air, I think. Uh, yeah, because yes. it was it no, was it wasn't. It was uh, that's, that was Air UK. That one, I think. Oh, was Norwich? it? Okay, yeah. My apologies. Okay. But uh, no, a lovely airline flew on that. Many, uh, I could still remember that as a child. Definitely remember the BAC One Eleven. So at number seven, number seven is Nock Air. Now this oh. is so cool, and uh, their <laughs> Look at uh, the
0: colors on that.
1: Their livery is is. Uh, I, I, I'm i trying to think whether I think it's a, it's a duck. Is it a duck?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's very cool. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, hubs
1: been- at Don Muang International Airport. And, I'm sorry, sorry. Wang Yimai International <laughs> Airport. Um, their subsidiaries, Knock Scoot. They've got a fleet size of 32 um and uh they're based in bangkok thailand that's knock air n-o-k knock knock air. yes indeed. and quite a striking livery matt it is
2: yes purple yes and very purple purple and and purple, purple, and purple and blue and 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 and, 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 very yeah purpley
1: yeah and there's a there's a
2: duck bill on the on the um there's like the beak of a of a duck something uh, we, we're saying duck we're not sure if it's a duck but uh yeah it's a very it's a very sort of standout uh livery isn't it mm. absolutely Yes. What's next? Uh,
1: I think that's uh, number six. Number six, then it is number uh, six, is it? Yeah, number right. six. Okay. Number six. It's uh, British Airways, but it's Aww. the British Airways uh, and uh, Neville like this. It's the British Airways with the Landor livery. That's uh, oh. that was a company in I think based in London who designed the livery for this uh, for the aircraft, and they called, it was the, the Landor. Uh, just saying in the chat Landor room, actually, it was the, with the previous picture, it was an airplane pretending to be a cartoon figure. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> BA, British Airways, then, yep. uh, founded in March 1974. Mm. Uh, hubs at Gatwick and Heathrow. Fleet size 293 aircraft, and their company slogan, BA, mm-hmm. was to fly, to serve. Mm-hmm. So there we go. As you wish. Yes. So who's up next? <laughs> number five. And number five is Fiji Airlines. Mm. And. Matt's picked that, chose that picture there. Nice little I like, oh, shot.
2: No, I just love the tail; it in looks the lovely. The tail there yeah, it looks so
1: very it, nice. Yeah. Fiji Airlines, founded in nineteen forty-seven, mm. wow. commenced operations in nineteen fifty-one. Fleet size of nine, desti- uh, nine aircraft. Destinations seventeen. Headquartered at Nadi International Airport in Fiji. 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 Indeed. Yes. So next up. Okay, this is uh, in at number four. Number four, it is Aer Lingus, this one at number four. And uh, Aer Lingus uh, founded uh, in April 1936. And everyone knows the logo there with the shamrock on the Indeed. tail. Indeed, yeah, uh, Hence the call sign. Their call sign is shamrock. Really? Uh, yeah. When they, when the ATC yeah. call them up, they call like it was shamrock. Uh, a Shamrock. Yeah. Uh, based in Belfast, City, Cork, and Shannon, with hubs in Dublin. Fleet size forty seven aircraft with eighty nine destinations.
2: Ooh. And uh, in at number three.
1: At number three, one of my definite now, uh, top this. fives. In
2: fact, actually, while, while, you're t- while you're telling us a little bit about uh, this particular airline, I, I to, I'm going to try and, I, no, I can't. I was going to try and zoom the picture in, but uh, <laughs> this is absolutely incredible. For those of you in the uh, YouTube yeah. chat
1: room, I mean, you, you're bound to have seen this picture before yeah. or a picture of the Kalula uh, mm-hmm. Airlines. But Kalula Airlines, founded in 2001, uh, they've got their hubs at uh, Tambo International Airport and Lanseria International Airport and uh, South Africa. Mm. Uh, this one is fleet size of 10 destinations of six. They've got uh, Focus Cities, Cape Town and King Shaka International Airport, um, and but one of the one of the more interesting liveries. For those of you guys who are listening to the audio podcast, not the uh, the YouTube live show with us at the moment, get yourselves over to uh, to Google and just have a look at uh, Kalula. Mm. Uh, if you go on, have a look at their aircraft. I just love it. Just, it's just, just like to give you a rough sunroof,
2: co-captain, <laughs> nose cone, radar antenna, and a really big dish inside.
1: I just, I just, I just <laughs> love the way it says, because uh, we're facing on the, uh, yeah. the co-pilot side. We're looking at the co-pilot side of this uh, aircraft. And the arrow is pointing up, saying "Co-Captain," uh, the other pilot on the PA system, and then it's got <laughs> an arrow pointing to the uh, to the, the first exit and entry door, and it just says, uh, "Our door is always open unless we're at forty-one thousand feet," which is quite funny. I like that one. Shall I get your phone for you? Yes, shall please, I? Yes. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, it's what went for a Burton.
1: Went for a Burton there. Um, so yeah, Kalula, yeah, yeah, two thousand and one. So uh, quite a relatively new. Uh, Airline Kalula.
2: Indeed, yes. And So uh, who is
1: at number two, man? Number two. Number two is uh, Britannia uh Airway or Britannia. Yeah. Um, I want, I'm just bring oh, my screen up bringing here. Up, yes. Bringing up okay. my screen here. Uh, Britannia. Uh, they're Airways. defunct not they now, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, it's being incredibly Is
2: slow. It's being very slow, okay. Yes, absolutely.
1: There we go, Britannia Airways. Not really a lot I can tell you about this. It's a no, very pretty plane. I've, uh, I've I recognise
2: the Britannia logo.
1: Yeah, I've, had, um, I've flown on Britannia many, many times as a child. Mm. Uh, founded in 1961 in, in December and ceased operations, wow, really, 2005, Uh, In November 2005, the Britannia ceased operations. They were rebranded as Thompson Fly, Ah, uh, operating from Birmingham International Airport and Gatwick Airport, Glasgow Airport, Luton Airport, Manchester Airport Mm. and Newcastle Airport, and the fleet size of 47 with uh, 42 destinations. And actually, I was saying to Matt before we started the show uh, that um, Thompson Thompson Fly still use uh, some of uh, Britannia's uh, old fleet or old aircraft cool yeah. um, old, the old aircraft most of the seven five seven two hundreds, and the way to tell these is they've got the registrations have um, normally got the golf at the beginning and they've uh-huh. got a by Uh, In the registration, if you look for the BY on the 75, uh, you'll know that that was an Mm. ex-Britannia 757200. Well, there we are. So there we go. So uh, what's a bit of a surprise for me is number one. So at number one, uh, it's, well, it's for all our our, uh, European listeners, really, uh, the number one spot. Has been taken by KLM mm. Royal Dutch yep. Airlines.
2: Basically, uh, in our listener poll, this
1: was voted for as most favourite livery. I know, mm. I know. They've had a few different changes. They? They've had sort of mm. sort of uh, various iterations over the years. Yeah. But KLM were founded in uh, October 1919, mm. uh, and their hub's at Amsterdam Schiphol Airport. Yeah, uh, they've got a flying a frequent flyer pro- program called Flying Blue. Um, and they're part of the Sky Team Alliance, uh, subsidiaries of KLM, City Hopper, Martinet and Transavia. Fleet size 119 aircraft uh, with 138 destinations. Uh, their parent company is Air France KLM. Uh, they're headquarters uh, in, the, uh, in the Netherlands and uh, they employ uh, well over 32,000 wow. staff. So there we go. So we have um, we've had quite, like I said, we had quite a few different uh, emails back from uh, from from all the listeners and stuff mm. with uh, what they uh, what they loved and stuff with the liveries, the favourite liveries mm. and stuff. Uh, I'm just going through here to so I can try and find something to read out. Uh, Barbara Parish loved the uh, loved the Air uh, uh, Lingus livery. Uh, that's one of her definite favourites there. Uh, and she also loved the um peach air peach air not to be confused with uh a um a a um, I get my words out right here uh not to be confused I think it was a chinese or a japanese airline peach air there was a peach air based in the uk that had a, had a peach as a logo um and we had um a good email from Myla uh who gave us her kind of um in no particular order of of what she liked uh, of liveries and stuff, and one of hers was uh, Iceland Air, which uh, had one of their seven five sevens painted uh, in a quite awesome livery as well. Uh, David Corsten sent us an email in, as well, and uh, he actually he was one of the guys who picked Knock Air, mm. uh, the budget airline based in Thailand. Mm. I uh, think that was my favourite actually, Knock Air from a colour scheme point with of the view. Uh, with the the beak, yeah, the yeah, beak yeah, yeah. on the front, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, uh, although, although, um, the, uh, which was the one with the, the the quirky the the I've forgotten which one it was again. Kalula. Yeah, Kalula. Yeah. I mean that that one I like for the quirky, but I, I think I think I have to go. Tony with.
1: Stubbings. Yeah. Uh, he his favourite was the B O A C uh, livery, the old, the old school with the V C ten. That was uh, one of his favourite. Uh, Jenny Parkinson uh, like the Peach Airlines one as well. Yeah. Uh, Matty Fab, uh, he was he chose Britannia. Mm. Um, he sent us in a picture of uh, one of Britannia Airways, uh, the seven five seven two hundreds. Um, there, he sent us in a picture there, so mm. that was quite nice to see that because that reminds me mm. of when I flew on them. Uh, we had uh, Stu Black, mm-hmm. and um, he he liked the Kalula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he liked the Kalula. Yeah,
2: I like I like that one. Yeah,
1: that one's very. Cool. Um, Sandra Fogarty also mm-hmm. sent uh, sent one in and she liked the aer lingus livery as well mm-hmm. like the vibrant green colors of the aer lingus uh, neville bounds obviously neville
2: let me guess british airways mr ba <laughs> himself
1: um, but he uh, he prefers the, the the he liked the landor livery the old school livery, livery the, yeah, the yeah, school livery, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like i said barbara like i said she sent us in she mm-hmm. sent us in a lovely email about uh, her love of aer lingus like i said with the beautiful green tones um, that sh- and shimmers like a sparkling emerald in a bright sunny sky.
2: What say? As I say, we had loads and loads of emails, so thank you very yeah. much to everyone who sent. Me. that's just a summary of just some of the emails that we've re- we've received uh, whilst doing this poll. Um, so uh, yes, no, thank you very much. So for we're going to have to think of a new one. We are. No, we're eh? going to have to have another target. Yep. We're have another, another, yeah, we're going
1: to another. Absolutely. Uh, um, just to let you guys know as well, just is just a, a bit of information for you. We have got uh, coming up in December, mm-hmm. uh, which it, we it will it's rapidly approaching now. Uh, right, mean, of not less than a month away now. Yeah, we have got uh, uh, we're going to do a competition uh, for Christmas again this year uh, to win uh, some some bits and pieces that we've got uh, here. Uh, one of them is related to the film that comes out in the UK <laughs> on the second of December. Um, uh, the Sully film which I still haven't seen yet which probably most of our people in the chat room have probably seen uh, the film <laughs> so, Sully so uh,
2: but Mr. Uh, Mr. Tricker has suggested a, a, another, another poll um, uh, along the lines of favourite mi- uh, uh, military jet livery I'm, oh, not yeah. sure, I'm not sure how well that's going to go they're all grey I like you? the grey I like, I like, I like gray. the grey Absolutely. Yeah, I'm
0: a I'm a big lover of grey. <laughs> anyway, or yes.
2: top
1: ten museums. That's a good idea, Tony. yeah, yeah. Some good ideas. Some good ideas Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, keep them coming. in. Favorite call sign. Oh, Speedbird. Aer Lingus would be uh, Shamrock. Okay. Uh, Ryanair's a bit boring. Ryanair. Okay. Uh, they don't Ryanair have a have you know, it's very, um, to the
2: point. You know. <laughs> Ac- anyway. Acme. Yes. Acme. That'd be. So good sorry. Call what, have, sign. what have we got? Anyway, what have we got coming up on for our um. For, for our our Christmas po- our Christmas um competition
1: oh um well anyway the tr- Christmas the competition oh, the prizes before I rudely interrupted well, you well we have still we still got some prizes uh to to be uh um, said yet but we have got uh, a couple of copies of uh, the latest book uh, Sully uh, which has just come out uh, to give away in the competition. And that uh, the Sully book is—it's uh, a nice book, paperback mm-hmm. book with uh, some pictures and uh, the kind of the story about everything, which some of you may have read, some of you may not have read. Um, but that uh, has just come actually come out in the UK. Here, uh, it was previously released, I think, uh, under a different title, but uh, it's been—it's oh, okay. a special book. That's been uh, uh, made to go with, go the, with film. the film. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, and we've got some other prizes as well mm. for the Christmas. That's but it's nice. going to be it's going to be a caption competition this Easy. year. Uh-oh. so we have a <laughs> we have a photograph. We're going to oh. we're going to put on. And uh, but we're going we're not gonna talk about it now. We're no, gonna give okay, you we're gonna give right. you the details on that nearer the time at Christmas to all get your uh, get your names and stuff in um, for the show that we yep. do before uh, we mm. break for Christmas. So Indeed, yeah. yes, absolutely. But we have got some military news to do now. We
2: have yes. So yeah. if you're ready, Matt. Uh, yes, yes, I am.
1: Let's go. Just laughing in the chat room there. Just uh, Jen loves caption competitions. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you Jen. wait till you see the picture. <laughs> yeah, the picture's awesome. <laughs> so, our first piece of military news uh, this week is on the pilot Ooh, web. Least
2: p- favorite airport. Oh, That's God, a good that, pilot. I like that one. Dangerous yes, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, uh, Dr. Steph. Definitely. Yeah. This
1: one is on the pilot web. Uh, we, could, well, you know, we could have favorite pilot competition. Favourite pilot competition? Yeah. Well, there is no
2: competition. It's, 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 it's Jeff. pilot Pip, surely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's Captain Nick. Is it? Why? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it's very fair because Jeff will just win. There's, there's I, no... Okay, <laughs> all right. So this one is on the pilotweb.aero website. And uh, good bit of news, this one. Uh, the headline, Restored Vulcan Bomber Unveiled at Avro Heritage oh. Museum. Wow, that's a different so. colour. Yeah, uh, Avro Vulcan XM or X-Ray Mike 603 has been restored thanks to a £50,000 donation by businessman Leon Howard, who flew in the aircraft as a teenager more than 50 years ago. The Delta Wing bomber, which formed part of the UK's nuclear deterrent, sits outside the Avro Heritage Museum in Poynton, Stockport, on the site of the Woodford factory where the Vulcans were built. After decades on uh, as a static display, aircraft XM-603 now looks the same as it did when it rolled off the line more than half a century ago. With no engines, But it's, uh, it's unable to fly, but it's been hailed as the finest example of a refurbished Vulcan in the UK, if not the world. Vulcans were service, in service from 1956 to 1984 and carried nuclear weapons. XM-603 last saw action in the Falklands War when it took part in the famous Stanley Raid. Former pilots attended the unveiling ceremony, including the first to fly XM603, Tony Blackman, and the last person to fly, Sir Charles Macefield. Cutting the ribbon at the event was Howard, a former apprentice at Woodford, who was offered the chance to fly in the Vulcan. Um, He said that, uh, this was years ago, he said that uh, we went to uh, over 50,000 feet over Anglesey, where you could see the curvature of the Earth. It was an absolutely magnificent experience. I'll never forget it," he said. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: Dave Pearce, project leader of the restoration, was reported in the Manchester Evening News saying, "Without a fantastic generosity of Leon, we wouldn't we would have struggled to uh, complete the job in good time and to the standard befitting such a magnificent aircraft." Harrow Estates, landlord of the museum site, and HMG Paints also donated to the Vulcan's red uh, uh, re- I just restoration. put that picture up yeah, there, put I've picture never actually there. seen one in white before. This there we is, go. This
2: is this is the. This is mind blowing. This is. It's just. Uh, I quite yeah. like the way they've got the uh, the air intake yeah. covers there, as with the yeah, XM six hundred three and the Vulcan nice. logo yeah, yeah, on there yeah. as well. I mean, I, I still nice. think it's very sad that they're not flying, but then I would say that I suppose. But um, yeah, they've got a they've got a good. Um, they're, 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 it's such a, a, a an
1: incredible aircraft. Seems like everyone's be drinking beer in a chat room. Yeah, I, I think oh. they
2: are absolutely. Yes, there there was another. There was uh, Barbara had an excellent idea for for. Um, uh, uh, the next uh, poll, by the way, as well, which was along the lines of uh, which pilot tells the best joke? <laughs> Mainly because they're all a bunch of jokers, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next story, moving on. Yeah, okay, yes, sorry. And uh, the next story, this is on the airforce-technology.com, so that's www.airforce-technology.com, and the headline is, oh, dear, I saw this, Lockheed Martin. Mm. Right there. Yeah. Mm. Don't they make a Tristar? Mm.
1: Yeah, Lockheed right. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Right. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough.
2: Yeah, Lockheed Martin delivers new C-5M Super Galaxy aircraft. The U.S. Air Force's USAF Air Reserve component, the 4400 or the 43. The 433rd airlift wing is set to receive a new C-5M Super Galaxy aircraft. With USAF serial number 87-0038, company number 124, the Lockheed Martin-built aircraft was delivered by Lockheed Martin from its facility in Georgia. This new aircraft will be assigned to the 433rd Uh, AW, the USAF Reserve Command Unit, located at Joint Base San Antonio, Lackland, Texas, USA. Lockheed said that this aircraft will be the fourth C-5M assigned to Lackland. The strategic transport aircraft is a modernized version of the Legacy C-5. Reserve Base Massachusetts, uh, sorry, earlier this Earlier this five five stop moving the mouse. <laughs> Earlier this five dash. Five, oh, I can't even talk. I give up.
1: <laughs> carry on, carry on. You're there, there. Jennifer Earlier, the this
2: this C-5M aircraft was assigned to Westover Air Reserve Base, Massachusetts, and flew to Stewart Air National Guard Base in New York. Uh, it underwent interior plant restoration and received its new Texas state flag tail flag. Uh, Before its final delivery, the C-5M Super Galaxy was ferried by an Air Force Reserve Command aircrew led by James Fontanella. Uh, the commander of the force generation sent to the FCG at Headquarters Air Force Reserve Command, Robins Air Force Base in Georgia. In December 1988, the aircraft was originally delivered to the USAF as a C-5B and had recorded around 18,950 flight hours. The C-5M Super Galaxy aircraft has been designed to extend the capability of the C-5 fleet to remain in service until 2040 it has a capacity to carry more cargo to longer distances and a payload of 6 mine resistant ambush protected vehicles mraps or mraps uh, or up to 5 helicopters very
1: cool so the c5m i just wonder what the difference was between that and the, and the standard yep. c5 but the c5m super galaxy had uh, had a massive avionics modernization program yep. Uh, which improved all the cockpit flight displays and all yeah. this stuff that controls the aircraft. Very Um cool. Reliability enhancements, re-engineing and stuff, mm-hmm. programs on the aircraft um, began in 2006. They re-engined the aircraft with General Electric cool. F-138 uh, GE 100 aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, upgrades to the APU, power units, uh, landing gear, the pressurization systems were upgraded. Um, it's uh, got a 30% shorter take-off run and a 38% higher climb rate, oh, yeah. uh, increased cargo load, and a longer range. Wow. So there we go. Sounds good. So next story uh, on the military segment for this week is uh, one close to home-ish yeah. in the UK here. The, uh, this one's on the Guardian website, guardian.com. Uh, the headline, Red Arrows Future Safe – as Royal Air Force team's jets to be replaced. Ah. So, uh, Defence Secretary Michael Fallon confirms Royal Air Force Aerobatics Unit here to stay for a while yet. Uncertainty over the future of the Red Arrows has uh, been ended by news that the Daredevil Air Display Team will have its Hawk T-1 jets replaced. Ah, cool. The Defence Secretary, Michael Fallon, said the uh, internationally famous unit will continue to fly for years to come, Fallon said. The Red Arrows are going to be here to stay for a while yet. Uh, They are a key part of our defence engagement, as we call it around the rest of the world and I don't think the public would let us lose the Red Arrows. No, yeah. I don't think either no, that. They would be not. a massive <laughs> <outroar>. <laughs> Onslaught, yes. Uh, he made the announcement on Tuesday mm. as the aerobatic display team the Red Arrows performed in a public display in China oh, for wow. the first time as part of a 60-day world tour aiming to promote The best of British. Very good. The display on the opening day of the air show in China... Good old Brexit. ...in Zuhai (laughs) takes the number of countries the team has performed since 1965 to 57 countries around the world. Mm. The Red Arrows fly the BAE Systems Hawk T1 jets from RAF Scampton in Lincolnshire, where they have been uh, based since 2001. Uh, their aircraft can reach its top speed of just over 600 miles an hour, and the team can fly as low as 30 metres or 100 wow. feet from the ground. So that's great news. It's good to hear that, uh, that, you know, they're going to... Erect. They're
2: saying they're going to update, you know, they're sort the of aircraft. Like new, new aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. What, what, I, I'm going to put this I out the chat room. I what what no aircraft idea. do you think, what aircraft do you think that they should replace the Hawk with? F thirty
1: five that'd be interesting to see. What really? C- can you really do a display? Well, you, you could can't. do, yeah. or, yeah. or passenger aircraft. So, so what? So
2: what does the chat room think <laughs> that we that they should replace? I'll tell it.
1: you, he'll he'll know the answer. To this Jonathan Warner. Yes, that's true. This. Yes, yeah. he's not in the chat room today,
2: so that's really not very helpful, is it?
1: No, no. Okay. So the last story <laughs> yep. uh, in the segment this week, uh, Matt found this one. Out, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Only today.
2: because actually, I found it because one of my f- several of my friends, but who all live in Norwich, uh, were all tweeting uh, about this horrific noise that they heard and uh, I'll read the uh, the uh, headline and, and you you'll you'll see why. So this is in our local newspaper the local local chip wrapper as they call it this is the Eastern <laughs> Daily Press uh, and the headline is fighter pilot responsible for causing sonic sonic boom over Norwich to receive additional training which I think basically means a slapped wrist in this day. So RAF Lakenheath has confirmed that a large bang heard over Norwich yesterday was caused by a brief sonic event a spokesman yeah. <laughs> for the airbase said that an F-15C Eagle assigned to the 48th fighter wing was responsible for the incident. The sonic boom, which occurs when an aircraft travels faster than the speed of sound, happened shortly after 1.40pm and was heard across the city. A spokesman said we will conduct an investigation and develop uh, mitigation measures. The pilot will receive additional training to prevent this in the future and will not fly again until his training is complete. We offer our Serious apologies for any disturbance this may have caused, and we will continue to emphasise airspeed restrictions in in-flight briefings. Um, the spokesman said that the speed restrictions are in place for aircraft flying over populated areas. Uh, pilots are meant to stay below Mach point nine five, that's seven hundred and twenty-eight miles per hour, to prevent them from flying over Mach one, which is the speed of sound. How cool is that? That is. Fairly yeah. fast, fairly yeah, swift. I've never actually heard a sonic boom, but I bet it. I bet it's a sort of real ground shaker.
1: Mm. No, we um we, we where we live here mm. is uh, as Matt know in between sort of where me and yeah. Matt's villages are because we do live in separate villages. We do yes. Yeah, there yeah. is quite a bit of a valley, isn't there? And yeah. um, and a the, 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 lot of the Royal Air Force yeah, uh, jets yeah, use use us as a uh, yeah. as sort of a testing ground yeah. and stuff to <laughs> do there, air right? show. World has said lot, lots of claims for broken fish tanks again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually matt the early this week on wednesday afternoon um outside during the day this was um I was we, probably busy. We, yeah. yeah, well, actually, I'm surprised you didn't see them or hear them because uh, Wednesday no, 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 no. afternoon we had a nice little uh, uh, sprinkling of Apache AH-64 AH 64 yes, no, gunships. I, I did see them, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, some yeah. of the, uh, the AH 64 gunships flying around here from mm. RF Watersham, which mm. yes, is not far. It's, no. it's one of those uh, Royal Air Force bases that I fly over when I do cross country mm. runs. And uh, yeah, they, were, they were, were literally buzzing around here. Yes, at, not I, very have high. Say, I have to say, from from where I was and where I saw
2: one of them, it's a little bit terrifying. And I've had the, because there's one over at Ella, isn't there, that quite often yeah. lands. And um, because there's a solar farm that's just behind um, is, where, yeah. where yeah. Lambert's is, sorry, where the bus company that I work for is based. Oops. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, as it lifts, um, as I say, I was, I was walking across the yard, I think I, it was Wednesday. I was walking across the yard and I just saw this, that it sort of popped up above the hedge. And it was just like, it looked a bit personal to me. It just popped its head up above
1: the hedge and then just sort of like turned around and then flew off.
2: But it was a bit like... Yeah, actually, <laughs> Paul
1: Tricker, because Paul's one of our local yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh he said he saw the uh, yeah. the Apaches over one of our fact local were, factories here absolutely. during the week as well. But you yeah, know, you, you can't miss them. No, you can't because they they just tend to sort of hover around and kind of give you bad looks and stuff. They are a bit around. angry. They're very angry looking <laughs> helicopters, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. It's either those or the Chinooks we have buzzing around here. We have yes, I've yeah, got yeah, the Chinooks yeah, buzzing around yeah, here as well. The
2: Chinooks are the ones with the two rotor. things. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Yeah, they
1: sometimes come around here as well. So.
2: Well, that mm. is, I'm afraid, where we bring episode number 137
1: to a close. Oh. I know, I know, it's gone very quickly. It's today. gone very quick tonight, yeah. yeah. It's just coming up towards nine o'clock, actually, mm. in the evening. Yes, yeah, way past my bedtime. Oh, right? It is way past yeah. your bedtime, yeah. <laughs> I go to um, bed at nine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to uh, bring the show to a close. We're going to say a massive thank you to everyone who participated in the favourite livery mm. um, questionnaire kind of poll that we'd done and yeah, uh, yeah it, that was uh, well KLM was the winner there so uh, was, well yes, done and KLM. we shall do another one again very soon so anyone from KLM listening uh, me and Matt would love some free flights yeah. to they, go and they, see our friends fly, I can say they fly to Skip Pittsburgh yeah. no 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 uh, did they fly to Pittsburgh
2: they might fly to Pittsburgh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: um, just for uh, just for any of you guys and girls listening on the show uh, at the moment on the uh, in the world in the mm. of, uh, of uh, podcasting uh, me and Matt are going to try our very best uh, that we can to try and get to the Pittsburgh Air Show next year in May. Uh, we're currently kind of researching flight prices and stuff, uh, which uh, from the UK aren't actually that bad. Uh, the, the the expensive flights are from uh, internal flights from uh, Boston kind of thing to Pittsburgh. So if anyone's got any ideas as to how we can yep. get those flights incredibly more cheaper, <laughs> that'd be very handy. Um, because uh, I think if I if I pay the a thousand pounds that they're currently coming out at roughly at the moment I'll be very much divorced, divorced yes, by absolutely. the end yes, of yes. uh, Christmas yes, um, so yeah we're yeah. going to try and get to the Pittsburgh air show next year fingers crossed yeah. it's uh, it's a big uh, big sort of kind of move for us especially for Matt because mm-hmm. he's, he's not <laughs> the most um, happy person about flying anywhere no. long haul Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, we'd, we'd uh, love yeah. your feedback if you can uh, email Any the show. Any ideas would be great. Yep. Uh, about your ED, uh, ED, EDs, ideas, 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 mm. ideas to uh, to try and find some cheap flights. Um, so, where can the uh, listeners uh, find out? Uh, well, yes, some more, you can take email us.
2: Your, you can you can take yourself to www. On Facebook, we are f- uh, facebook.com dot forward slash plane talking UK. Our Twitter handle is at Plain Talking UK so you can find us in the world of Twitter and our email address is podcast at PlaneTalkingUK.com
1: Yes, you can go there. Find us. Send us your feedback. We want to hear your voices. So all you people in yeah. the, uh, the chat room at the moment, yep. who haven't, uh, whose voices no we excuses. haven't heard, yep. you've got no excuses because we we uh, we want to hear what you just do. You can record it on your mobile phone or yep. on your, on your iPod yeah. thing. You or can send it to me on Facebook if send that it works. To, yeah, Anything. send it on Facebook. Just send it to me, and, and I can uh, live uh, it, yeah, so. send it to, uh, to us. Mm. Yeah, at the studio, yep. and we'll Definitely play good. it out on the show. So, don't forget to join us next week for episode number 138 of the show. Uh, We're uh, going to hopefully snag a guest for next week uh, for the show, which would be quite good. What are you scheming Um, for? Well, there's someone actually I'm going to try and get in the studio with us to join us. That would be quite handy if I can. We might have to go down to the kitchen for that one. We possibly
2: may have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit cozy in here for a guest. Really? It's quite nice in here. No, it is nice in here. It's lovely um, in here.
1: Yeah, it's a bit cosy in in, in the spare room studio for a guest. I suppose they could sit there. (laughs) Barbara's just put in the chat room that we should uh, perhaps travel across the pond in a cargo ship. I mean, that is one way of dealing (laughs) dealing with my... uh, how many weeks hold have we got next year? Not enough. Not entirely. enough. No, no indeed. Not enough. Anyway, enough of this. Enough of this. We're going to let you guys and girls uh, disappear now, in fact, yep. and, and we're going to wish you all a fantastic weekend. We hope you have a great weekend, whatever you've got planned. Uh, we're going to the cinema tomorrow Are to you? watch Inferno with Are Tom you? Hanks. Yep. I'm... I'm going to a birthday party tomorrow. Oh, are you? Yes, in Yarmouth. Oh, dear. Great Yarmouth. I yes. shall give you a Kevlar vest before Thank you, you leave. Very much. Yes, anyway, much on that yes. note, uh, <laughs> thanks everyone in the chat room for joining us. Loads of names to mention in there. And also to everyone who downloads the podcast. Uh, the audio podcast and our wonderful massive patreon subscribers yeah. and our paypal donators and everyone you're you're all absolute stars yeah absolute stars so have a great weekend and uh, from me carlos sitting here on uh, on the right seat Yes. I should be sitting in the left seat really well um, <laughs> I see so for me you, you want to here, press all these buttons do no, you? no not <laughs> at all not okay. at all so for me Carlos it is a have a great weekend and goodbye and from Matt here it is goodbye bye